Hi, my name is Jordan Lytle, and welcome back to the Collected Nonsense Podcast, the podcast about music, games, and other nonsense. With me, as always, I have my co-host, Zachary Bruno. Zachary, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, man? Pretty good. It's been uh, pretty busy. We missed another week or so, I think, because of all the holiday stuff, but kind of back on track. Um, yep. So we'll play a couple video games again and do a few things here and there, despite being busy and all that. Um. But first, uh, what's been going on with you over the holidays? What have you been doing? Um, let's see. Uh, so recently I finished mixing a e- an EP for some friends of mine in Minnesota. Um, so I finished that up. And let's see, I've been playing a bit of League, League of Legends. Um, what else? Uh, made, I think, at least... A couple more uh, EDM style dance electronic instrumental pieces. Um, oh, cool! So yeah, I pretty much that's pretty much it. Cool. It sounds like you've been pretty busy, actually. Yeah, actually, a decently amount. <laughs> what about you, man? Cool. Yeah, I mean, I've I was still working over the past couple of weeks, so I haven't had a ton of time between working and doing, you know various holiday celebrations and all that uh it's been interesting but uh let's see oh okay so i've been listening to a bunch of music because i got a uh record player nice. recently and uh listening to a bunch of springsteen because the first record that i played on it was uh, born in the usa by bruce springsteen because of course uh, which is really good I'd forgotten how many good songs were on that album. Awesome. Um, yeah. So listen, I listened to a bunch of a bunch of different Springsteen stuff um, that I didn't hadn't normally listened to. Specifically on that album, uh, you know, obviously No Surrender and Born in the USA, like the two main ones that I recognize. I you know I knew beforehand, uh, but it it still got some other really good songs like uh, Working on the Highway. Um, Cover Me and Downbound Train. Huh. All of which are really good. Um, let's see. How oh, you... yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I was also listening to the all of the Killers Christmas songs because I hadn't listened to any of them before, even though I really like the Killers. Um, and so uh, Don't Shoot Me Santa was like one of the, maybe it may have been the first Christmas song that they did, but it's fairly old but i somehow never heard it but that's a really good song and their newest one is dirt sledding which is also quite good huh pretty interesting titles yep you should definitely go listen to them because okay. they're quite good i'll check them out and what were you gonna say before though i was just gonna ask you um what do you think about the sound of the record player as opposed to because obviously you've listened to like the same songs on the internet or on your computer what do you think about the sound it really varies from album to album and from, yeah, not from song to song, but from album to album, definitely, because it depends on what when the record was manufactured. So, like, there are some albums, like uh, Boston's Third Stage, um, that sound completely different on a record than they do on CD, and I don't know if it's just, if it was mastered differently or if it's just the record that makes it sound different. The records tend to have a, a lot more warmer sound to them. Um, and it sends, tends to sound less compressed, too. Um, it definitely depends, though, because the, you know, when you, if you go listen to really old music on a record player that was mastered for a record player, it's going to sound best on a record player versus a CD or any remastered version of that song. If you listen to a, you know, brand new song that's also been recorded to vinyl, it's not going to sound quite the same because they're taking the recordings for, CDs and stuff like right, that, yeah. and just copying it onto vinyl. Of course. Um, but yeah, it, for older stuff, it definitely makes a big difference. You can, I find that like on uh, Born in the USA, you know, I, I had it plugged into a nice speaker and had the, you know, audio turned up a decent amount. But it's really it's a lot easier to pick out all the different parts in it because it just it was less compressed than the nice newer versions of the same thing. So just it, the way it's mastered. You like it better then? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've been enjoying listening to that. I don't really have anywhere to put it in my room. I had to set it up at my parents' house for a little bit to listen to some stuff, but uh, apparently I need to move. But, you know, one one thing at a time. I've got lots of... Probably should get a new vehicle, too. But Anyway, yeah. I don't know about that. What have you been listening to this week? Um, What have I been listening to? Uh, probably... Oh man, I think the majority of what I've been listening to has been Tobu, um, kind of different than anything I've listened to before, but, well, I shouldn't say that, but it, basically he's a, uh, he's an artist that makes dance EDM tracks, so it's like, kind of, kind of for, um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. His stuff's very melodic and very upbeat and happy and just in generally in general something I kind of wanted to emulate when I was making my own um, EDM track. So, how do you spell that? Tobu, uh, T O B U. It's pretty. Oh, okay, it. so it's just like it sounds. Yes, it's just his. Um, it's kind of like a cross between his name. It's like a mashup of his name, which is Tom. Tom's. I can't even pronounce his last name. Burke. Brokowski's or something like that. Um, he's from Latvia and he's pretty, pretty interesting. Hmm. I don't think I'd ever, I'd ever heard of him before, but yeah, I, he, I don't listen to a ton of dance music either. He is definitely kind of one of those artists that, if you kind of like that music, you probably have already heard of him. So, um, and if hmm. you don't really listen to that music, you probably never have. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. have to look it up sometime. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So that's, I'd say that's probably like, I don't know, the band of the week or something, whatever. Okay, I mean, that works for me. Listening to anything else? Or is that about it? Um. Well, let's see. I've listened to Echo Smith, um, Matt Kearney, actually. Matt Kearney's pretty cool. Um, huh. Have you heard of Matt Kearney? I've heard of him. I don't know that I've listened to any of his music, actually. He has some pretty good songs. You should. Um, what like what genre is he considered? He is a uh, man. I would say like a cross between country, um, but he's not really country. Uh, yeah, yeah, country pop and folk and yeah. Okay, yeah, Appleism as rock. Okay. Yeah, so I was way off, I guess, but Well, so I mean, modern country music is just rock anyway. It, is that maybe what really? you're thinking of? Okay, maybe. I'm not very good with genres in general anyway. Yeah, neither are most of the people actually labeling things. Like it's really really subjective. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Considering the fact that you know you have people like winning awards in the country music awards that you would never have known that they they were writing country music if they hadn't won some sort of award because it literally doesn't sound anything like country, or I that see. like anything someone in the country would listen to. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's so like I don't know whatever. But yeah, I'll have to I'll go listen to it sometime. If I was going to. Go listen to Matt Carney. What song should I start with? Mm. Um, you probably should start with. Man, I'm not good at picking songs, but I think "Ships in the Night" is kind of a popular song. "Ships in the Night." Yeah. Okay. I will make a note of that for later. Cool. Oh, um, uh, so and I. Don't think I listened to or mentioned this last time. Actually, the last time we recorded, this may not have actually happened yet. But Brian Fallon released a single for his new album um, called "A Wonderful Life," and it's really good. Cool. So, I'm making a note to put a link to that in the description because it is really good. Um, and if you have not listened to it yet, you absolutely should. It's very. It has a very um, Bruce Springsteen vibe to it, which is great. Okay. 
so good. Yeah, so I don't know when the rest of that album's coming out, but um, yeah, hope it's soon though. Yeah, you can find the find it on i uh, not on iTunes. Yes, well, so the singles on iTunes and the um, there's a YouTube video of it also. I think they're working on a music video, so pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, yep. Um, any other music? Any uh, music talk? No, I don't think so. You can share what you've been listening to if you want to, or we can move on. To yeah, I mean, I, I did already talk about it. I okay. think we we knocked the music discussion out in record time today. It was like eleven minutes. <laughs> Maybe a short episode. That's awesome. We'll see. Well, I mean, it's we do have kind of awesome, we, but yeah, we do have some game discussion though so first in the news story of this week um there was a bit of a an issue with steam over christmas in that they had some sort of caching problem and started showing other people's account information to people so people would go log into steam and it would show them logged in as somebody else and then when they hit the their you know the account details page, it would show them this other person's account details. Whoa, that's weird. And that you know that was up for a while before they eventually took everything down, set everything back the way it was supposed to go, and it's you know it looks like everything's working fine now. Um, you know it it wasn't that big of an issue because they couldn't do anything with the account information, but the thing was the information you were able to see were was the. Um, real name of the person, their billing address if they had one, and if they had a credit card associated with it, you could see the last four of their credit card, which that won't let you make any purchases. That's not, you know, technically that useful of information, but it can be used for social engineering and stuff like that. So it's kind of a big problem. On top of that, they took a very long time to acknowledge that something was actually wrong and why it went wrong and apologize for it. They were just kind of like, oh, yeah, that happened. You'll be fine. and <laughs> I don't remember what the wordings of the actual statements they released were, but it, it they took way too long to even acknowledge that something was wrong. That's sad. I don't know if you actually heard about I didn't know. Yeah. That's, that's it, kind it of odd. interesting. Yeah, it, it was a bit of an odd issue. It apparently had something to do with the way that they were caching the, all that information to send out to the client. It's kind of weird that people would... Like it's it's good at least that people weren't able to make purchases on, you know, the other people's accounts. But yeah, but you shouldn't even thinking. be able to you know you shouldn't be able to get to the point where yeah you're seeing another person's account account information. It just shouldn't be a thing that happens. No, totally. Yeah, it's kind of a problem, and it happened right in the middle of the Steam sale too, which is just bad. Yeah. I wonder, you know, I really wonder how much money they lost from having to, because they had to take the store down to fix it all. So I wonder how much money they lost from having to take the store down for hours to fix it. Because, like, they make a pretty decent amount of money this time of year. Yeah. They have a sale going on right now, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they had to take it down in the middle of the winter sale, which is still going on. Wow. So, speaking of which, so I just pulled it up. Um, if you've not played Knights of the Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic 2, they're $3 a piece right now. Wait, what is and, that? Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It's an old, um, uh, it's an RPG made by, who made it? I forget who made it. Um, oh, Bioware. Duh. Yeah, Bioware made... Knights of the Old Republic. And I feel like Knights of the Old Republic oh, 2 was Obsidian, I think. Yep. 70% so, off. <laughs> yeah, so Knights of the Old Republic 2, they just patched recently to... Um, so it runs on Mac, Linux, and Windows, and I think has widescreen support and everything. Um, wow. The original one... I like the original one better in a lot of ways, but it doesn't run as well. Knights of the Old Republic 2 has a really odd ending to it. But there I would pay 20 bucks to play those games and they're $3 a piece right now. Huh. On top of that, you can get every Star Wars game out there for $23 right now, which is nothing. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. 77% so. off. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I might play it. I'm not sure if it's something that I'd... You should. I mean, you can start with either of them because they're not technically connected. There's a few things that you'd have to know, but you should play them because they're very good. Huh. Well, I'll check it out. That's kind of interesting. Yep. Kind That's of... Uh, what did, did, did we talk about the new Star Wars movie or, or did we not? Because I'm thinking... Have you seen I think, it yet? I think... I feel like we mentioned it. I feel I've like we mentioned it. it, yeah, but I don't remember yeah. if we talked about it. Yeah, so I, I don't remember if we have or not, but I only want to say, uh, have you seen it yet? No, I Did, haven't. Okay, so here's what I'll say. I won't spoil anything. I'll just say it was not an amazing movie, but it, it was a decent Star Wars movie. So it's better than the prequels, and it's not as good as the original ones, but it's decent. There's some, <laughs> there's some really, really dumb narrative stuff, like stuff that's really lazy, some lazy writing in there. But it's not as bad as the prequels, so it's okay. <laughs> it's worth seeing okay. in theaters at least once. I saw it twice in theaters, so that's cool. Yeah, go see it. That's the thing. So it's good, but it's not like amazing. Yeah, it's good, but it's not. It's you know, you're not going to be blown away. Okay. What what would be a movie that you would be blown away by? Uh, Mad Max. I thought was amazing. Okay. Yeah. I not not that. everyone is going to be blown away by that, but I thought it was amazing. Um, okay. Or something like. I thought, um, The Dark Knight Rises was it like the, especially that first sequence because I saw it specifically because I saw it in IMAX. I thought that I was kind of blown away by that beginning bit. I also saw that movie like twice, and that was a long time ago. So, you know, if I saw that now for the first time, I don't know that I would react to it the same way. But I don't know. It's just yeah. so like writing level wise, it's not going to match most other movies that you would consider good. Like it's not, it's not B movie level bad, but it's not that far away. <laughs> there, yeah. It's, huh. well, I wouldn't call okay. I wouldn't call it a coherent plot necessarily. Okay, so it's just like a typical Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's it's a Star Wars movie. This is the thing. It's like it's more of a Star Wars movie than the prequels were, but it's got some of the those dumb things where you know somebody does something for some reason and no, they never try to justify it narratively, and you're like, why did that happen? They're like, I don't know because it just did. And then that thing has, you know, large effects on the narrative and weird, just, you know, weird stuff. But there's also some, the the movie looks really good. It's got Han Solo and Chewie in it, so it's great. They have a decent amount of screen time, which is great. <laughs> and the uh, new actors are good. That's cool. So, but yeah, yeah. well, I'll, I'll probably see it sometime soon. I know my parents really want to see it too, so it's probably going to be a yeah. If you wait too long, it's going to get spoiled for you. Well, that's true, but I don't know. I'm really not into Star Wars at all, honestly. I just really want to see the new movie because I mean, I like the I like the world. Like, it's kind of a cool concept, but the movies themselves, I've only seen like a couple of them. But from what I've seen, I didn't really like. It wasn't. I didn't fall in love with the movie. So that's kind of the way that I feel about Star Wars. So the story, the stories in Star Wars, are almost always bad. The lore of Star Wars is really interesting, right? So that's why, like, I'll get you know some Star Wars fiction book or whatever, and I'll read it, and I'll be like, okay, that was not great. Uh, I feel like I feel about those books. This kind of the same way I feel about the movies. It's like. Yeah, it's not amazing, but it was all right, I guess. It's just not very well written, particularly. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, if I sit down 
and start reading through the Star Wars encyclopedia or some timeline of Star Wars events and start digging through and being like, what was this one character doing in the background of this scene? And, oh, they have a backstory. And, you know, or get on the Star Wars wiki or whatever and start digging around through all this, you know, little tiny bits of information. That stuff's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's interesting is, you know, like reading about the political structure of the one specific planet and, you know, yeah. weird, obscure events that happen, you know, and all that stuff's actually written out in some comic or in some book somewhere. But if you actually go read the comic or the book that information came from, it's just not that good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know it's, it should be like a book. I think it should be a series. Like it should have been written as a book, not a movie, honestly. Well, I mean, it was also a book, but the books aren't was that it? good. That's the thing. The, the problem is the people controlling stories of those things are not, they're not excellent writers. I see. And they never have been. Um, well, so there may be, I've heard that there's Star Wars books that are good, but I haven't found a Star Wars book that I was impressed by from a writing standpoint. Like, I'm always just like, oh, I mean, it's okay, but, you know, sometimes some cool things happen, but that's about it. Just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well. The, yeah. the Star Wars books that I enjoy reading are the ones that I have, which are the, you know, the essential guide to droids or the essential guide to weapons and characters and all that, you know, and it's just in like really, really detailed, essentially wiki pages on specific characters and everything about them and all the different things that they've done and all that, because it's interesting because it's more like a, you know, I just ordered a literally like right before we did this, I ordered the star Wars encyclopedia, which I used to rent from the library where you can look up um, and it's old, but you could look up, almost any character from any of the movies, well, any of the old movies and, like, the extended universe stuff and find out information about them. And, you know, like, every good thing in the universe was in this book at the time. Wow. Um, it's just got all this just just information just kind of packed into one book, you know, like an encyclopedia. But it's the information is more interesting in that sense because they've taken all... They've taken what was in all these books that people wrote and all in all these movies and they've stripped out all the information that's not important and written it down like you would in a real world, you know, a real world book about something. Right. So instead of reading, uh, this guy, he thought and felt these things and then he walked here and he did this and then he walked here and he did that. And he talked to this person, he talked to that, but you just read like the, you know, quick summary of who this character was and you're like oh man that character sounds really cool when if you actually read the book you wouldn't care about them at all huh. but it it gives you that you know weird sense of like you're reading this weird like um it helps with the immersion to read it in a purely informational way i think as opposed to the the writing style gets in the way a lot less when you're writing about a character as if they're a historical figure because, as opposed to like writing a narrative-based book, because the narrative-based book, so much of what you think about the narrative depends on the writing style of the author. As opposed to, if it's essentially a wiki entry, even if it's poorly written, if it's a poorly written wiki entry about something that seems interesting, then it's still interesting. I don't know. No, that that's kind of yeah anyway but, star wars is just kind of like those mixed feelings about star wars it seems like in general yeah i've i definitely have mixed feelings about the actual content uh, the universe is cool but yeah no that's yeah i don't know i'll, I'll i hope i'll see the movie um soon and i will make sure to kind of express my feelings about it maybe next podcast or whenever i see it and i'll probably agree with you because i'm thinking that it's just going to be a great movie to just like sit down and watch and not really like i don't know yeah it'll just if be you go into it not expecting a lot you won't be disappointed like it's not it's not it's you're not going to be disappointed by the movie if you as long as you're not expecting it to be the new you know episode four or something right Okay, so um, segue to, well, let's just, since we're off the top of the games real quick, I'm just going to mention this really cool book that I finished reading. Um, 
it's well actually it's a couple books um by brandon sanderson and it's really interesting it's first one's called steelheart and basically the premise of the book is kind of like a superhero um it's a superhero plot so it's like okay about about a bunch of superheroes but the difference is or the twist at least is that the superheroes are they all turn out to be evil so like there's this star in the sky um called calamity you're not really sure what it is but it appears one day and people start like popping up and becoming these superheroes and they they're all basically evil so the plot of the book and the main premise is that you have these um, regular people that are trying to figure out ways to uh, live and 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 in the case of the main character to be defeat these superheroes um, so it, it was really good it's written it's really well yeah it's it's great it's a great book uh, written very well it's by Brandon Sanderson of course so I like it um, but it's a good book to check out and I think they're they might be making a movie out of it like within the next few years so that'd, huh, be, cool. that'd be a I might just wait and watch the movie then. I, whenever there's movies based on books, if I haven't already read the books, I prefer to watch the movie first because then if the movie doesn't do the book justice but it's still decent if you've never read the book, I enjoy the movie and then enjoy the book. I see. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... That's what I did with Hunger Games, or the, at least the first one. But And I still like the book better. The, the movie's just junk anyway. Well, actually, both of them are, but... I don't know, whatever. Okay, well, to transition from books back to games, I have one thing to talk about that is both a book and a game, kind of. Oh, nice. Unfortunately, also transitioning back to Star Wars a little bit. <laughs> um, I picked up and have not had the chance to play yet Star Wars Edge of the Empire, which is a tabletop role-playing game based in the Star Wars universe set between episodes four and five, so A New Hope and uh, The Empire Strikes Back. I couldn't remember the name of episode five for a second there. Um, anyway, so it's, you know, a kind of D&D-styled Star Wars game, which seems really cool because I've never played anything like that before, and I've watched some people play stuff that's similar. It seemed pretty cool. Um, but So I've got... I got the core rule book and was reading through it and it's 400 pages. <laughs> but yeah, so essentially like if you don't know what it is, the way it works. Yeah, you know, five or so people, one person who's the game master who kind of controls everything that happens in the game and then you have four people who are playing player characters. They create their own characters. Um they have stats kind of like you would in a normal, you know, a computer RPG or whatever. Um they each have a class that they pick. Um, and then they, you know, the GM essentially guides them through an adventure, either based on a book that he has or based on something that he's come up with himself. And then they, you know, the players, essentially he'll describe a situation to the players and say, you know, you walk into a cantina, there's a, you know, you're looking for work. Someone approaches you and asks you if you need a job, what do you do? And then the players respond by being like, uh, you know, we ask them, it depends on what the job is or something. You know, it, it, they could go back and forth. And then in combat or when you want to use specific skills, you roll dice, compare them to your stats and so on and so on. But the the interesting thing about it from a game perspective is that uh, it works kind of like a collaborative improv game in the sense that uh, the GM presents a presents a situation to the players and then the players try to come up with a solution to that in you know whatever they way they want to which is usually not the way that the gm expects them to come up with a solution and based on the way that the players react the gm changes what they're going to do next and so they kind of shape the course of the game together and because there's no you know there are rules in the rule book that you mostly have to follow but you know, so, it, you know, if you're trapped in a room in a game and you see that there's just a door and it's locked, the only way to get out that and, and you have a key, the only way to get out of that door would be to unlock it with the key. In a tabletop role playing game, you can be like, um, 
I look at the ceiling and see if there's a trap door. And the GM can decide, you know, if he hasn't described specifically that if there that there's a trap door yet, he can decide if just be like, yeah, there's a trap door. Or no, there's not. Or be like, it's kind of dark in there. Uh, roll your perception. See if you see it. And it can, stuff like that can happen dynamically. So they can be like, uh, you know, all sorts of interesting things can happen. Um, but the trick is that you have to get a lot of people together to play through all the stuff. And I have not been able to schedule something like that yet. But it, it's also it got, kind of fun. Yeah, it's got some of the stuff like I was talking about earlier, too, with just, you know, an entire chapter talking about some of the, you know, the political structure of the Empire versus the political structure of uh, different criminal organizations and all of the different branches in those criminal organizations, the hierarchy, you know, the different intelligence agencies of the Empire, all sorts of just, you know, information. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah, it seems kind of complicated. It, uh, yeah, it's definitely complicated. The good news is, like, the only person who really has to know all that stuff is the game master. I see. Because he, he, and that information you don't even need to know for the game. It's just like, oh, here's some background information that you can incorporate into your games. You don't really need to. Yeah. You can just buy one of the pre-built adventures and just read off what it says to read the players and then tell them to roll the dice when it says it says that you need to tell them to roll dice and then that's fine but it's a lot more fun if you can pull in all that other stuff and be like you know because then you can essentially be like the players are like okay so this adventure says that we're supposed to go to uh go to coruscant but we don't really want to go to coruscant we want to go to tython we've never been there before let's just see what's there and then you can be like sure I know enough about that that I can kind of make it up as I go along as opposed to just having to follow everything or railroad the players down one particular path. Nice. Which allows a lot more freedom and interesting things to happen. In theory, having not actually tried to GM a game before, <laughs> um, it that may be kind of overwhelming. We'll see. Also, my dice haven't arrived yet, which is kind of a problem can't really play the game until the dice get here yeah that's a bit of a problem oh yeah one other interesting mechanic real quick before we move on um so normally in tabletop role-playing games you just use um you know you'll have a four-sided dice six-sided dice 10-sided dice 20-sided dice or whatever or eight uh you know there's lots of different ones um and then you would roll a specific die and compare that number against a stat that you have and you know, based on the rule set, then that would determine if you succeed or fail. So in the Star Wars Edge of the Empire rule set, you have a, um, instead of having numbered dice, you have two D1, or two D10s for things where you need numbered dice, but you, for checking to see if you pass or fail, you have dice that, um, you have difficulty dice, which will either have like nothing, um, a failure, which means that you just failed, or a threat, which I'll explain in just a second, and then the success, or you know, the uh, good dice, essentially based on how high a particular skill is, have either nothing, a, a success, or a an advantage. So um, you know, successes and failures work like normal. You either succeed or if you have more successes than failures, then you succeed. If you have more failures than successes then you fail um, with advantage. Um, if you have more advantage than you have threat, whatever the difference is, you can then apply that to the next person's role. So essentially what it lets you do is when you try to shoot somebody and you don't succeed, but you get advantage, it's like, okay, well you didn't hit the guy, but you provided covering fire, which is going to make it easier for the next person. So then their attack is easier. Or if you generate a threat, it's like, okay, you did so badly that you didn't, you you know, you missed them, and then on top of that, you just made things worse all the way around, and you know, freaked your own team out or whatever, you know, and so there's stuff like that where it just allows you to kind of, you know, even if you don't completely succeed, you can still affect what's happening. Just an interesting mechanic. Hmm. 
also a little bit complicated, but just interesting. <sighs> yeah. What have you been playing, if anything, this week? Um, League, League of Legends. Oh yeah, that's right. You're you, we already talked about this. I am clearly very tired. It is the like the first. Oh, I guess yeah. So I have the day off this week. Yeah, or same today. here. I, I'm I'm so exhausted. In fact, that I was kind of glad when you postponed the podcast um, last couple of days because like I probably could not have even done it. Yeah, I, I'm tired enough as it is today, and I haven't done anything this morning. Yeah, but yeah, yesterday I was exhausted. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So I haven't played that ton of video games, but I did play today. A little bit of Elite Dangerous, because I wanted to pick it up again. Um, Elite is a space game. You kind of fly around and trade and stuff like that. And I was really, you know, I really, really want to play a space game right now. And um, Elite Dangerous just feels really empty. Like, there's some cool stuff you can do in it. And I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before, but it's just so empty. Like, I don't know. At some point, it just stops being fun. So I played a little bit of that and then gave up. And then I downloaded um, Contradiction which is a really good game that I have not played before. I've not beaten it yet. But um, essentially what it is, is it's an FMV game, which, you know, full motion video. So all of the graphics in the game essentially have been videoed using a camera Whoa. and actors. So the basic premise for the game is that you are a, um, or you're controlling a, an inspector who came to this town to investigate a mysterious death. Um, it seems to be suicide, but you need to figure out whether it was or not. And so you're going into this town, walking around and um, asking questions of characters. And it's called contradiction because the idea is that you ask them about all these different things and then look through your notes on all their responses. And when they say two things that don't match up, you go, aha, you said that you don't like drinking, but you also said that you were at the pub last week. Would you mind explaining that? And then, you know, or... Aha, uh-huh, you said you didn't know this person, but you also said that, uh, you know, you, you saw them last year. Mm-hmm. When did you actually meet them? And then, you know, so that's, you catch people when they're lying. And so you use that to gain more information about the case and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, all of it's, all of it's videoed with actual actors and it's over the top in a, you know, in an almost, it's not not B movie, but like you know, a very low budget, but in, intentionally so. I see kind of way. So, everybody is. The acting's not bad, but they're all overacting just a little bit, <laughs> just yeah, to make yeah. it a little bit more ridiculous, and it's entertaining. That's cool. Plus, it is really fun. satisfying to to figure out when some you know it's like ah that's where they're lying. Now I'm gonna call them on it. And, so that's a good game, and I think it that's like ten bucks on Steam right now or something because it's on sale. So it's pretty good. Um, oh, and then I got um, at the same time because I wanted to play a space game. I got uh, a game called Rebel Galaxy, which I will talk about next week because I've not actually played it yet because I got stuck playing Contradiction, but it was on sale, so I went and bought it. So yeah, um, I don't know. I haven't really played a whole lot else this week oh man oh Sorry. i i may at some point actually get black ops 3 because i just wanted to say like i'm impressed by the fact that they did a lot of things right with it as far as pc goes like there's now pc split screen in call of duty so i can hook up controllers to my you know 4k screen and play split screen local multiplayer and stuff like that which is super cool nice um because that's been a thing that they've been 100 percent able to do and just hadn't bothered to put in to call of duty games for quite a while which which was just really frustrating it's like i mean i can buy it for the xbox 360 or the xbox one or ps4 or ps3 or whatever yeah i can buy it for that platform just to play it multiplayer but i kind of like playing things in 60 frames a second it's kind of a lot better <laughs> It's kind of nice to play things at high resolution, too. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so that was just a cool thing. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like some other things happened in games this week, but I'm just too tired to remember. I wish I could help you out there, man. <laughs> yeah. We may end up wrapping it up a little bit early this week. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to discuss? Um, I guess we could talk about League for a bit. I've been playing a little bit more League than I have in the past. Kind of find oh, it. League? Yeah. yeah. League of Legends. It's it's kind of cool. Um, I like the strategy part of it. It's kind of what's always interested me about games. So, um, so yeah, League is cool. Um, I find it interesting that the the recommended items for the characters that you get to play with are not um, they're not like the pro items. So, um, the recommended items will get you far quickly, but they won't get you the farthest. So, um, it's kind of like a Some compromise. of that may be based on, like, what you, like, do you actually know what to do with the other items? <laughs> like, the recommended stuff may be the, like, look, if you're a noob and you don't know what to pick, just pick this. No, actually, um, well, yeah, kind of, but, but the items are just, like, they're, ba- they're basic. So, like, you can get them at the beginning, and you can be basically strong at the beginning. So, your character can be, can fight and may not die as easily at the beginning, but toward the end of the game when you know your potential is just not there like it's it's okay so um so i guess like what i've been recognizing is like there's different builds for the characters that you can you can like do custom builds and i found a build online for uh, master yi and it's more of a tanky build cuz he's pretty pretty squishy when it comes to to characters but um but yeah so it's just that with this build that I'm using on him, he's very weak at the beginning because it just takes a long time for him to to get the material that he needs um, before he can be tanky and, and attack uh, well. So um, so there's a bit of a compromise there. And I think I, I feel like the basic items, the recommended items that they give you um, at the beginning when you're when you're a noob, it really helps. But I think that if you just keep using them, you just can't use the character to its full potential there's a bit of like custom um i guess like experience that you need uh when it comes to that game to get like proficient like better than average yeah this is a pretty steep learning curve but um definitely like all the resources online are there to help with that it's just you know i haven't spent a ton a time playing it or getting good at it because i just don't have that much time to commit to games yeah and same here i feel like i feel like um it it would just take so much time to get like very 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 good at something and and that's kind of like what i want is to be good at something so it's frustrating when i'm not being able to that's why i like stuff like uh so, doom you just sit down and play for 10 minutes beat a couple levels and you know yeah then you're fine you know, if I want to play League on my lunch break, it's going to take up most of my lunch break. But I can play, you know, the entire episode one of Doom and still have enough time to finish eating. Huh. And grab some coffee, you know? Yeah. But that's only because I've played it a bunch. If I hadn't played it a bunch, I could still finish at least a level or two. Sure. In a relatively short amount of time. It's just, you know, it's a lot more scaled down. And I'm not saying that it's that makes it objectively better because it's queer to play, but, you know, I just like that about it. Um, and that's one of the things that I don't really like about League is that it just takes so much time to get good at it. And when you're not being good at the game, it's not fun. That's like, true. What's fun about it is succeeding. Well, and that's, I don't know, do you like chess and those kind of games? Because... I do like chess, but the difference thing, different thing about chess is chess games are shorter. Mm. And not the, necessarily. Well, generally, I mean, they don't usually take forty-five minutes. Okay. Well, unless I guess you're, unless you're playing with somebody who's just taking a very long time, you like take me. fifteen, thirty. Yeah. But then again, it's been a while since I played chess, so I might just be wrong. But um, the the thing about chess is that like what's fun about it is the the lead up to beating somebody like the, the actual, you know, taking the pieces really and making progress is what's fun. And then, you know, if you win, that's great. But if you don't win, 
still, it's interesting to see what the other person's strategy was. Um, yeah. Like, there, it's a lot simpler. So there's a lot. It's there's a lot less frustrating stuff where you know, oh, I just didn't level up properly. I'm not getting enough coin or experience or whatever. I forget how it works in League. It's been that long since I played it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget how all that stuff works. Or, you know, I'm not leveled up highly enough, and now they're just going to murder me for the rest of the match, and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. As opposed to, like, chess, it's like you can always, you know, maybe they just outsmarted you really early on in the game, but if they outsmart you really early on, they win really early on, and you just move on and play another game of it. Yeah. You know, there's certain things good... about it that... That makes sense. No, no, that's that's yeah. good. Uh, well, some people like that though. Is like that if you, the way that League of Legends works. Um, but what I don't like about League of Legends is that it, like I play PvP a lot because it's just I don't know. I like it better. It's not boring. It's always different. But the bad yeah. part about it is that if there's like one bad player on your team, then you lose because you know, and you don't have any control over that, and that's that's frustrating. Um, yeah, that is one of the things that I really liked about playing uh, multiplayer first-person shooters and stuff is that, like, even if your team sucks, if you have one really, really good player, they can just carry the team. You know, yeah. maybe the last person standing and take out every other player on the other team, and you can still win. Um, and then that's just impressive, and it feels good when you're that one guy. But with something like League, like if everybody's not there and all in, then <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah, I think uh, to an extent, I think it kind of what you said about the first-person shooters kind of does apply to League in a in a way, but uh, but I think less so. I don't know. It, it's it's really complicated, and it is a strategy game, so there are a lot of turns and twists and different things that you can can do to turn the game around and stuff. But um, and that's what I like about it really is just because it's it's strategy and um, you have to think about you know stuff that you do and every. Every second counts. I think it's a real-time strategy, and Age of Empires was kind of the same thing for me. It's just something that I could do, and um, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. It's just, it's just cool, I guess, to me. But Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, there are definitely good things about that game. It's just not really my thing. Like, I can enjoy playing it every once in a while, but definitely not my thing. But then again, like, real-time strategy also isn't. I can enjoy playing an RTS game with friends, but I'm never going to go play it online or really play it when I'm not playing it with somebody else. Um, and I will do that with other games because I like stuff that I can sit down for short periods of time and just play for a while. But that's why I like arena shooters too. Just stuff like Quake. Quake Live. Quake Live's free. You could jump in, play a couple matches, and be done. Yeah, and it's all about you know it's it's less about strategy more about reflexes and you know there's some strategy to it but although every once in a while it's entertaining to go play Call of Duty and actually use a little bit of strategy because you get people who stay in the same part of the map for a really long period of time and if you're you know if you've just been just been playing Counter Strike then you're just like oh I'm just gonna flank him and get back behind here and they're just sitting there <laughs> you know. Just find you know they'll go to the same spot every time. They'll die and then they go back and set up in the same spot and just, oh, I'll just kill you again. They die and they go to set up in the <laughs> same spot. Yeah. People try to do that in Counter Strike too. Whenever they have free weekends and stuff like that, and you get new people in. But it was funny. Something like that happened one time. I haven't played Counter Strike in a while, but I need to again. But I was playing in somebody, you know, on one map they. They would hide in this one corner and just snipe people as they came around the corners. So I figured out where they were and just, you know, whenever they set up in that spot, I'd snipe them <laughs> every time. And they kept doing it. Every round, they would go to the same spot. And then I would shoot them. They'd go to the same spot. And I'd shoot them again. And, like, they never learned. Well, actually, they did learn eventually. But it took five or six rounds before they finally were like, oh, okay, I think I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> And stuff like that is really satisfying because you're just like, yeah, because you, you know that there's another person on the other end of that and that you outsmarted them and were yeah. your reflexes were faster because in theory, they could have shot you back. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, it's satisfying. Huh. Sounds pretty cool. Yep. I've never played any of those games, but 
Yeah, you it. should try it sometime. It may not be your cup of tea, but... Maybe not. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Quick Live's free. Um, so there's that. Um, Counter-Strike is not, but it's probably on sale right now. Uh, but we... Yeah, G- Global Offensive is the newest one. Quake Live? I, we played Red Eclipse, right? Last time? Or one t- one of these times we played... Uh, yeah, Red Eclipse. It is was that... Like that. So that is arena shooter. Eh, that is an arena shooter, so it's... Similar to Quick Live, but I, I think I mentioned Quick Live last time, too. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's... They're both free. Um, yeah. Red Eclipse is good. It's weird. But that's okay. It's, yeah, it is weird. I, I... Not as many people play it as used to. It used to be that there were plenty of servers. Now there's usually maybe one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I think that about wraps it up for today. Okay, sounds good. Um, so, Zachary, if people want to find you or listen to your stuff or listen to those new songs you were talking about, where can they find you in your music? Okay, uh, so I have a SoundCloud account called Penguins Are Awesome. Um, that's where my EDM stuff is for now. I know it's kind of funny. It's meant cool. to be funny. Um, and cool, so I think it's soundcloud.com slash penguin underscore music i think that's what it is and you can find me there i'm also on facebook but i haven't been on for a long time because i'm off social media for this month so actually it is the end of the month so i i might get on like tonight or something but yeah what about you jordan um you can find me on twitter at lytle jordan l-y-t-l-e-j-o-r-d-a-n and that's it and that's that is the entirety of my internet presence Awesome. That's public, at least. Well, that's great, because I don't really miss social media at all. I don't, like, I just get depressed when I get on Facebook, because I don't do Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel better off of Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is kind of not a positive place. Uh, that's a very good point. Twitter is a little bit better, because you can just, like, you can only follow, like, four accounts if you want to, or, you know, it's just... People don't get a, get as offended when you don't follow them on Twitter as they do if you don't friend them and stuff. And there just tends to be better content on Twitter. Yeah, it's debatable, but I don't. I tend to find that there's better stuff. But then again, most of the people I follow are like content creators and stuff like that, and game journalists and programmers. <laughs> so I get all sorts of. I get a weird mixture of stuff. So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you, though you will not talk to us next week.